The Bible said in 1 Chronicles, 1 Chronicles 16th chapter, starting at the 23rd verse, it says, Sing unto the Lord all the earth. That's what I've been doing, just singing. Sing unto the Lord. No matter where you are in the earth, sing to him. Evidently, he likes the song. Evidently, he's looking to hear the song. Sing unto the Lord. Oh, all the earth show forth from day to day, show forth his salvation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Declare his glory among the heathens. Let the heathens hear you praise him. Let the unbeliever hear you praising God. Let them hear you singing a song and they, let them ask you, what is that you're singing? This ain't the latest Beyonce. No, no, no. This ain't the latest Jay-Z. This ain't the latest Usher. This is a song of Zion. Where did you get that song from? I didn't get it from the top 100. I got this from the Bible. I got this from my heart. I got this unto the Lord. I don't hear anybody here. Let the heathen hear you praise God. Declare his glory among the heathens. His marvelous works among every nation. Glory to God. For great, great, he's no small God. Great is the Lord. And greatly to be. That's why I say don't hold it back. If you know him, show it. Let your praise ring out because he is greatly to be great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above every other idol and every other small G God. I don't hear anybody. For all the gods of the people are what? Everything besides Jesus is an idol. Jesus is the only God. And I know that there may be some differing opinions of those who are watching and there may be some people in this room that were invited by somebody and you may say, how dare you make that exclusive statement? How dare you? There are other gods, Muhammad. There are other gods, Vishnu, Krishna. I don't hear anybody, Buddha. There are other gods, Hali Selassie. No, 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 no. Let me make this plain. Those are small Gs. <laughs> those are limited people. Those are fictitious creatures. Those are, I don't hear anybody. Those are imaginary beings. Vishnu is not real. Krishna is not real. Buddha is not real. But there is one that is real. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. There is one who came in the form of man, took on humankind. There is one who lived, who moved and healed and worked miracles. There is one who died. Well, Muhammad was here and he died. I know, but Muhammad fell short after death because there is one who died and got back up again. If I could drop this mic, I would. There is one who died and three days later conquered death, hell, and the grave. Came back up, God in his body and said, all power has been given unto me. You better hear what I'm saying. And he has a name that's above every name. 
let me make this plain. He has a name above Buddha. He's got a name above Krishna. He's got a name above Lord Moragon. He's got a name above Halisalasi. He's got a name above every name. Got a name above Mohammed and got a name above Allah. His name is Yeshua. His name is Yeshua Hamashiach. His name is salvation. His name is Jesus. Did you hear what I said? Unashamedly. I'm not just saying that because I'm in this church. I'll say it out on the street and let them all know that there's only one God and there's only one there's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all. I'm trying to get finished. Say that. For all the gods of this earth are idols. Idols. You can put a statue of Vishnu up with her six arms and blue and a red dot and put the fruit out in front of her. And when you come back tomorrow, that fruit's still gonna be there. Cause any God you can pick up, ain't no God. If I got to carry my God, then my God can't carry me. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not backing down from this. If I, got to put, if I got to put him on a shelf uh, and bend down in front of him and light incense and start to chant and, 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 and put fruit out there, let me tell you something. Those are vain tactics. But there is a connection between God and man where you can look up and you can pray in faith and say, have mercy on me. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, Blot out my transgressions. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Somebody have a holiness. Every God, every God of this earth is an idol. But the Lord, Jesus himself, made the heavens. You don't believe it? You go to John, the first chapter. He said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him. For the Lord made the heavens, and all things were made by him. I've got to keep on going because I only got five more minutes. Glory and honor. Glory and honor are in his presence. That's why when you come in the presence of God, you've got to reverence him. You bow your ego down. You bow your will down. You bow your thoughts down. You bow everything down and humble yourself before God. Because glory and honor is in his presence. He's glorious. He's to be honored. I don't hear anybody here. You don't play with his name. You don't play with his tongues. You, you honor God. You glorify God. And you don't let any so-called Christian do it in front of you either. You want to play with tongues? Go play with Buddha. You want to play with tongues? Go play with creatures. I'll tell you what. Go play in Islam like that. See how far I get you. If you respect those idols, you're going to respect the holy God. 
If you're going to respect those idols, you're going to absolutely show respect for the living God. He's living. Oh, God. Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Hallelujah. Give unto the Lord ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and give unto the Lord strength. That means honor him. Glory to God. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Come on now. Give unto the Lord ye kindreds give unto, uh, of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Go now. Give unto, come on, come on. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. There you go. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Meaning that you don't just come before a holy God with nothing. And I'm not just talking about your money. I'm saying bring an offering of your heart, your life. Bring an offering of your commitment, of your devotion. It's not just talking about your dollar. It's talking about your love and your reverence. Bring unto the Lord an offering. Offer unto the Lord some glory. Offer to the Lord praise. Offer to the Lord worship. I don't hear the believer in here. Celebrate the Lord. Offer a halal to God. Offer a halal to God. Bring an offering. Don't come before him with a closed mouth. Bring an offering. Bring your heart to him. Show my savior and my king. Bring the offering that is your life to him. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Give him the glory that he's due. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord. Holiness is beautiful. There's a beauty in a holy life. It's not a life of restrictions and prohibitions. It is a life of beauty. It's a life of release. It's a life that frees you from the cycle of sin. It's a life that causes you to exhale and say, I don't live like that anymore. I never have to go through that cycle again. He's delivered me. He's freed me. Oh, I don't hear anybody here. It is, it, it, is, it, is, it is a beautiful life. It is a glorious life. Amen. There is such beauty and holiness that it can bring a grown man to tears just simply thinking about Jesus. I'm 62 and I've been born again since 1969, 53 years. And at the thought of him, at the mention of your name, every knee will bow and tongue proclaim. At the thought of him, it can make a grown man cry, knowing that he loves me so. And the life of holiness brings you to the place of appreciation and devotion and reverence to God. You bring your life as an offering. What I offer to him financially is just a show of my life. It's a show of my heart. It's not a duty. It's a privilege. 
Whenever you come before a king, you bring a gift. Whenever you come before someone of, digni of, of, of a dignified caliber, you bring a gift. Amen. When the queen of Sheba came and saw Solomon, she brought a gift. Not just a gift, but she brought riches. I don't hear anybody. Because of the holiness, because of the reverence, because of the level of majesty, we bring a gift. Financially, devotion, commitment, that's holiness. Oh, God, help me. Give unto the Lord, oh, ye mighty. This is the, now, what David does right now is he reiterates. He reiterates what Chronicle says. He writes a song and he puts this, the, this, the, the, this, this saying into his song. He says, give unto the Lord, oh, ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory. Glorify him. Speak of his strength. Hallelujah. Come on now. And give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. He's rehearsing. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of living holy. Worship him in the beauty of living holy. This is what we're supposed to live on a daily basis. And it is a good life. It's a beautiful thing to be able to walk past sin that you used to fall to. To look at yourself now and compare yourself to your then and to see how God has made your life greater. To remember your past habits and addictions to substance, to fear, to people. Because some of us were addicted to people. And to see how God has changed. And to be able to look at yourself and say, I'm not who I used to be. Why? Because of holiness. This is a beautiful life. I'm not hearing anybody. This is a beautiful life. I've learned not to do things because of mandate. I've learned to do things because of relationship. I've learned how to do things because of love and not fear. I've learned how to do things knowing that he is, he is my heart. He is my reason for abstin from abstinence. He's my reason for abstaining from things that displease him. I, it's not to take the joy away from me. It's to bring the joy to me from serving him. I don't hear anybody. It is not to take my joy away, but it's to add joy to my life. It's to take me out of the stupor of sin. It's to take me out of the intoxication of sin. It's to take me out of the addiction of sin and to free me to be able to walk past things that I used to fall prey to. It's a beautiful life to read the scriptures that make me sure and reassure me that he's on my side that if I live holy he supports me hallelujah that if I if I if I speak well and sing of his holiness he will fight my battles if I live upright before him he'll even make my enemies my footstool y'all not hear what I'm saying holiness obligates God to us 
Holiness makes God roll up his sleeves if anybody messes with us. If we honor him with our lives, he will honor us. He will conquer people on our behalf. He will free us from things on our behalf of living holy. I don't hear anybody here. I can do this and I'm okay. I can do this. There's no harm in me drinking this. There's no harm. But this life surrendered to God obligates him to us. Well, so you don't have a, you, you, you really think that you, you deprive yourself of having a good time? Good time. There's nothing good about doing something that I may not remember tomorrow. There's nothing good about doing things inebriated without all of my senses. There's nothing good about hooking up with people that's going to tear my morals down. There's nothing good about using language that betrays my upbringing. I don't hear anybody. There's no, there's no, there's, there's no goodness in any of that. There's no goodness in it. For the joy of sin only lasts for a season. There's no goodness in that. You could deprive yourself of a good time. No, I finally released myself to a good time. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. I finally released myself to a good time. I ain't got to go to no club. My, I can have a party right in my bedroom. I can dance right in my kitchen. Hallelujah. I can have my I can have a club experience in my car. And I and I don't need no spirits. I don't need no alcohol spirits. I got the Holy Spirit. And there's some of us that understand what it means to be drunk in the spirit. Hallelujah. There's some of us that know what it means to be drunk in the spirit. That you've been in the presence of God so much that people got to literally take you home. And, that, and, and you wake up the next day with the greatest hangover. Wake up the next day speaking in tongues. I'm trying to tell you something. There is no comparison to a holy life. I'm about to lose it all over again. My time is up. There's no comparison to a holy life. If you live holy, if you live holy, God takes care of you. Holiness, woo. don't do that. Holiness, <laughs> you're about to make me go somewhere. Holiness obligates God. Holiness is the way his children live. Y'all don't hear me. He said if you come out from among them and be separate from them, and touch not the unclean thing. He said, then I'll be your father and then you'll be my sons and daughters. Holiness is the key to our adoption. It brings us back to our original place, living like him, walking like him, talking like him, thinking like him, obeying him. And when you surrender to him, he obligates himself to you. In the book of 2 Chronicles, oh God, oh. in the book of 2 Chronicles, 
about the 20th chapter. Take me there. In the book of 2 Chronicles, about the 28th chapter. No, 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 that's not where I wanted to go. Take me to, I think, the 20th chapter. I believe it is. And about the 13th verse. I, I think I sent it to you. Come on, help me out here. Help me out, help me out. Come on, help me out. No, man, come on. Give me my phone because he's not helping me. Give me my phone. See, sometimes you can't rely on technology. Bring my glass, bring my glass. Second Chronicles 20, verse 15. I sent this to you, you got it. Starting from verse 15. And he said, hearken all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem for your king and your king Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord said unto you. Come on. Be not afraid nor be dismayed by reason of the great multitude. For the battle. I'm about to lose it. For the battle. Is not yours. But because you live in a holy. He said the battle belongs to me. All you got to do is hold your peace and keep living righteously. For the battle is not yours, but it's the Lord. Tomorrow, you, you, you go down against them and behold, pay attention. Then when you go against them tomorrow, keep your eyes open. They shall come up by the cliff of Ziz and you shall find them at the end of the brooks before the wilderness of Jerusalem. Come on here. You shall not need. You shall not need. To, when you live holy, you don't have to fight your enemies. Holiness obligates God. Holiness brings God into the battle. Holiness causes God to tell us to back up. Step back and let me handle this thing. You don't have to get them told. You don't have to set them straight. You don't have to give them a piece of your mind. God's got your back. Look at somebody and say, God's got you. Look at somebody else and say, holiness. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves. Settle yourselves. Y'all, can, can y'all just give me a few more minutes? Settle yourselves. Don't make any plans to get back and don't make any plans to retaliate. Settle yourself. Set yourselves. Stand ye still and see how God's going to salvage this. See the salvation of the Lord with you. Oh, Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear nor be dismayed tomorrow go up against everything that's coming against you for the Lord will be with you come on help me 
And Jehoshaphat the king bowed his head with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord and worshiped him. Something's about to happen. With the holy folks, something's about to happen. And the Levites and the children of Kohath, of the Kohathites, and of the children of Korahites, they stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. There's a Shabbat and there's a Ruach that is a loud celebration. And it causes the enemy to tremble. Don't hold back that praise. Jesus. Don't hold back that praise. That noise of a holy life. The noise of a holiness sets the devil to flight. And they rose up early in the morning. <laughs> they rose up early to put on Shanda in the morning. Y'all just give me just give me ten more minutes. Not even ten. Give me eight more minutes. They rose up early in the morning and they went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, do not fear. Y'all don't hear me. Judah, do not fear and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. I challenge every one of you living holy, no matter what you're going through, believe in the Lord your God. You're going to be challenged, but believe. You're going to face trouble, but believe. Holiness attracts the attack of the enemy, but believe. I know I'm going to get attacked after this message, but I believe. You don't hear what I'm saying. I'm ready for it because I'm not going to have to fight. Everybody that raises up a voice against me got to deal with my God. Do I have any believers in this room? He said, believe in the Lord your God and so shall you be established. Believe his prophets so shall you prosper. Come on here. And when, now this is where I want to go. And when he had consulted with the people, when Jehoshaphat had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. Somebody saying, you know, Pastor, you've been singing too much this service. All those songs didn't make no sense. Oh, no, it made sense. It was strategic. It was intentional. Singers wanted to know, what are we singing? I said, well, we're going to sing so-and-so song, and then we're going to flow. 
because that's what the Lord said. We put chairs up here because I didn't know how it was going to go. And we, you got to flow with God. You've got to appoint singers. You got to appoint the singers that are going to usher in the presence of God. And all of the singers and musicians must be holy. Not coming from a club last night. Holy. Living sanctified, separated lives to the glory of God and not feel like it's wrong to do. No, we do it willingly. We've surrendered our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our souls to God. We've done, we've done this willingly. Because if he died for us willingly, we can die for him willingly. And when he had consulted with the people, he went and he appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise that should praise the beauty of holiness. They weren't just singers. That word praise here is the, is the Hebrew word halal. That means to rejoice with a loud voice, to celebrate, to dance. So what they did in the Valley of Tekoa is when Jehoshaphat appointed the singers, when he said go, they went to singing and dancing with three armies, Moab, Ammon, Mount Seir, thousands on top of thousands of army, uh, of, of soldiers come to kill them. But their holiness obligated God. They lay asleep getting their rest to rise up in the morning to go into Jerusalem and kill every Hebrew. The enemy has strategically put things in your path. And they're laying wait for the right time to rise up and kill you. To destroy you, to cause your heartbreak, to wreak havoc in your home, to bring fear into your life. There are things that are set up. The enemy has things set up. But God and holiness obligates the Lord's power. And as they went out before the army, praising the beauty of holiness, as they went out before the army, ready to shout, you can only you can only do that in holiness. Everything else is just noise. But when the holy shout. It's called a victory shot. Because the Lord has won us the victory. We shout in awe and honor of our God. A holy life brings God down into your situation. I'm going to finish with this. Please forgive me. As they went out before the army. And to say, praise ye the Lord. For his mercy endures forever. See, when you read this, you read it sterile. But remember, they got to sing the praise of the beauty of holiness. 
They've got to halal when they say this. They've got to dance. They've got to rejoice. They've got to do it with a loud voice. Why would I scream and wake up my enemies that are asleep? Because God's about to work wonders. You got to praise God in front of people that you know don't like you. You got to praise God in front of situations that you know are formed against you. You got to dance in the face of dilemma. You got to praise in the face of problems. The diagnosis may say one thing, but your praise shows another thing. Holiness. And as they went out before the army to say, praise ye the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Uh, and when they began to sing and halal, when they began to sing and dance, it was just the Levites, it was none of the soldiers, no bowmen, no spearmen. It was just the, the ministers, the singers, just the singers, the singers that were living holy sang the praise of the beauty of holiness and when they began to sing and praise God and dance the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon Moab and Mount Seir which was which was come against Judah and they were smitten let me finish come on here for the children of Ammon and the enemies of Moab us have stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir Ammon and Moab that had joined with Mount Seir to come and kill Jerusalem Ammon and Moab start fighting Mount Seir the armies that came to destroy started fighting each other my enemies will destroy each other for God has put ambushments cause I'm a holy cause we're holy I'm about to lose it I gotta stop children of Ammon and the children of Moab came against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them and when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Mount Seir, when they killed, when Moab and Ammon killed all of the army of Mount Seir, they turned on each other. Everyone helped to destroy one another. See, let me stop here. When you're living holy, God will confuse your enemies. That's why don't stop living holy. God will confound your enemies. They killed, they killed their comrades and then they killed each other. Simply because there were some crazy people that were living holy, dancing and singing. Don't lose your dance. Don't lose your praise. Don't lose your song. Am I talking to anybody here? Learn how to dance. Learn how to halal. Holiness brings about a dance. 
Holiness brings about a celebration. And Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness. And they looked at the multitude of the armies. And behold, they were all dead bodies fallen to the come on help me out here fallen next verse they won't go to the next verse for me I don't know why they were all dead bodies falling to the earth and nobody escaped. Holiness will cause everything against you to fall and never live again. You gotta trust that living right with God brings God into your situation. So we're getting back to holiness. Somebody scream. I'm finished. I'm finished. The beauty of holiness. The beauty of holiness. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after that I might dwell in the house of the Lord forever that I might inquire in his temple and that I might behold the beauty of the Lord the beauty of holiness Everybody.